Hello everyone and welcome to Forever Faithful Marriage Secrets, where I share my most intimate secrets on how you can grow and thrive in your marriage while separated due to deployments. My name is Liz Hauser and I know marriage life in the military certainly has its ups and its downs, but deployment doesn't have to be all tears and drama. Join me today as I share with you a different way to create a marriage that is fully committed, intentionally loving, and creatively connected even while you're separated. Hello everybody, welcome to Forever Faithful Marriage Secrets. I am very humbled to share with you um, a really, really hard week that I had last week. Um, Do you ever have those when your husband's gone, when he's deployed, you have just a terrible day? And sometimes that terrible day turns into a terrible week and you just have a hard time shaking what happened, you have a hard time shaking the emotions, and I had that kind of week, and it just felt like I was grieving. You would have thought somebody had died because my emotions were just so raw the entire week, and to me, it just felt like it was one of those worst-case scenarios. Like, have you ever wondered, oh my gosh, I don't know what I would do if suddenly my computer broke down? Oh my goodness, I don't know what I would do if I lost my phone or or my phone didn't work anymore. Like, those are our livelihoods, right? Well, that happened to me on Monday with both my computer and my phone. I, um, let me just say, before my husband left for deployment, he looked me straight in the eye and he said, do not ever ever open up an attachment on an email that you don't know where it's coming from and I said sure absolutely I promise I won't do that I I know how to keep an eye out for stuff like that well on Monday I got an email that said it was from PayPal well everybody uses PayPal right and it had a charge on there that I didn't understand what it was and without thinking I um, opened up the attachment to figure out what it was and um, then I, I did that on my phone. Then I went to my computer so I could have a better look at it, opened up that same attachment. I'm texting my husband while he's in bed going to sleep and just saying, hey, do you know what this charge is? And he's like, no. And the more I was asking and telling him about it by texting, um, the more I started getting a little bit suspicious. Like, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem normal. And... Um, But I thought, well, I'm just going to keep an eye out for it. I'm not too concerned about it. And next thing I know, my husband calls me. And uh, he's like, okay, you did what? (laughs) You opened an attachment on the computer when I told you not to? And I was like, yes. And it was like immediately I knew what I'd done was like the worst thing that I could do for my computer. And so he had me um, close down my computer take my battery out and he said okay I hope you have everything on there that you need because you're never using this again then he then I said well I also opened up the attachment on my phone too and he's like oh my gosh okay you can't use your phone anymore you need to close it down shut it off turn the Wi-Fi off and because you can't remove the battery from it because that's how phones are nowadays you need to literally destroy it Oh my gosh, I was like in such a panic at this time. Like I was trying so hard not to just 
just fall apart and cry. But I knew that I had to listen and do everything that he was telling me to do. Uh, we had to change a few passwords uh, so that our um, finances and passwords were not compromised. And I could like hardly even uh, get my fingers to type. It took me three times to finally type the right password to get in there and change it for all of our uh, password accesses. And um, I was freaking out. And once I shut my phone off, I couldn't even talk to my husband. Fortunately, we had a backup phone that we just used for our, our business Wi-Fi. And so I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, think, think, how do I call my husband? And I was able to um, call him through Wi-Fi and connect with him. And he told me each step to do. He said, you need to get a hammer, and you need to start hammering your phone, destroy it. And I was like, oh, okay, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And so I, my boys had no idea what was going on. I didn't understand. And I said, boys, I need you to help me. I need you to just destroy my phone. Just do it. And... They had so much fun doing it. I said, this is going to be funny in a month. I'll be able to laugh, but right now I'm freaking out. I was kind of glad that they were able to do it rather than me because it was just really, really difficult. Well, they beat it to death, and um, and we destroyed that. And um, I was just so traumatized by that happening. Like, I literally just lost my computer and my phone all in a matter of 30 minutes and um, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like terrible. I can't believe this just happened. Um, I, I was so upset and I just, when I got off the phone with my husband, I just sat on the couch and I just started crying and my boys were like, what happened? What's going on? And I had to explain to them how I'd made a huge mistake and I just felt really stupid and just, just terrible about it. Um, and I just started, you know, saying the things that the good things through it um and I had to literally say aloud to myself okay everybody is okay nobody's in the hospital nobody's dead because the way that my emotions were acting you would have thought somebody had died I was so upset by it and um, I just started thinking of the good things I'm like okay at least I have a backup phone thank you Jesus at least I have my husband's backup computer over on his desk it's not contaminated thank you Jesus um, at least I have saved all the important files that I need for my business and whatnot uh, for my bills on a backup hard drive which was not plugged into my computer at the time thank you Jesus thank you and um, so when I came home, I just I just collapsed, and um, I was having a really rough, just full week. Like I just couldn't shake it. I was, I would wake up each morning, and it just felt like, like the emotions would just rush all back in, and like I was just reliving a nightmare. You know, when you wake up and you think, did that really happen? Oh my gosh, that did happen. It wasn't just a nightmare that I dreamt about. And I, I realized that I was really upset at myself and just putting myself down so much because I'd made such a stupid mistake and I didn't even want to talk about it to anybody. Like I was just, my emotions were so raw, I couldn't even talk about it. And um, by about the, the fourth day, so this was Monday, by about Thursday, I thought I was doing better and I woke up in the morning and I just felt those same emotions rush in. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I can't be doing this every day. I've got to I've got to be able to move on past this. I don't know how to do this. We are okay. 
We're being taken care of. I made a huge mistake, but I can move on from this. How do I do this? And a story came to my mind um, back when Kale was deployed and the boys were, were tiny or teeny, sorry, toddlers. Kale was deployed for a year. And during that time, it's kind of a funny story. It's actually in my book for for faithful and um and the at night time I went to go check on the boys it was like 11 o'clock at night went upstairs um and I when I came back down uh, some of their toys were scattered on the floor in the living room and as I came down I hear this whining noise room 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 and I was like what the heck is that and I go over to the toys and one of the Thomas the train engines had turned on all by itself and it was just laying on the on its side and it freaked me out because that never happened before and I thought oh my the only thing I could think of was somebody is in this house and they turned on this train like my mind literally could not comprehend anything else and I searched the whole house I couldn't find anybody I was like freaking out and I went into my room and um, actually I went all the way went to my room locked the door after checking on the boys again, I grabbed my, my gun and I went over into the bathroom and closed the door. We just went to the furthest corner possible, which was right next to the toilet. So I'm, I know I just must have looked hilarious standing, you know, sitting there with my toilet next to, <laughs> with my gun. Ready, it looked like I was ready to throw up and or shoot a, a spider going up the wall or something. And I just could not calm myself down at the time. And um, so I just called my my sister and um, my sister Catherine who of course it's late at night but she answered the phone I was so grateful to her and I just told her I said Catherine I just I'm really scared about something and I'm just having a really hard time calming down um, you know can you just help me and she's like it's okay she's like what is it that you're scared of and I did not even want to say it aloud. I was so scared. I'd worked my brain up so much. And so she got me to say it. And f when I said it, I just felt like a release of emotions. Like I was able to just let it go and hear it for what it was. Like it wasn't as big a deal as I was making it out to be. And um, she told me, she said, oh, that's happened to me before. Um, that happens all the time. You know, when you have anything that's battery operated, a toy, it's going to go off by itself. And I was like, oh my gosh, good. And so just by talking with her, I was able to calm down. And I knew the next morning when the sun came out, I was going to laugh about it. And sure enough, I did. But as I remembered that story on Thursday, I thought, oh my gosh, I think I need to start speaking this story aloud to people. I can't be ashamed. I can't let these emotions stay in me. I need to be able to speak it aloud. And so I I spoke it to four different people. I spoke it to my boys. I spoke it to um, two of my sisters um, and a friend. And each time I spoke it, I was able to hear it for what it was. Okay, it was a big mistake. It was not life-threatening. It did not hurt anybody. And I was able to realize that when I spoke it, it became less and less important holding on to my heart. Like it didn't hold the same emotion as it did before. And on top of that, I also just thanked God over and over again for how he took care of us during that situation. Uh, we ordered new phones. They were half off. You know, I, I had a backup phone. I had a backup computer. We were all safe, you know, and I just thank God for each thing that he was taking care of us for. And, um, and so the, the things that I learned through that was when you have uh, an emotional thing happen to you, 
um, whether it's just a bad day, a bad week, or, or really something that's very traumatic, um, no matter what it is, your emotions are definitely more raw when your husband's gone. And um, the, what I encourage you to do and what I did was, one, I recited scripture um, so that it could give me peace in the midst of my emotional turmoil. Um, I asked God for help, giving me wisdom. What do I need to do? Help me to focus. Um, the third thing was, is I gave thanksgiving to God. Um, it got me out of that negative spiral of just seeing everything in the bad, but that I was able to see everything in the good, that God is good, even in the midst of our mistakes, even in the midst of our sorrow, He is still good. And then the fourth thing was, is I shared it with somebody, and share it with several people, speak it aloud, then say what you're thankful for, um, that it's not worse, to say, thank you, Jesus, that it's not worse. Thank you, Jesus, that we are alive. Thank you that we're okay. Um, so I just want to encourage you to take those four steps, those four steps of reciting scripture, asking God for help, being thankful in the midst of that um, that trauma, that those emotions, um, and then sharing it with somebody or more people. Um, I know that if you do that, you will find God's peace start to come into you and that you will be able to not let those emotions stay put in your heart or hold on to your heart, but that you'll be able to release them. I hope that this was in as encouraging to you as it has been for me, because honestly, last week I couldn't even speak these words aloud, so I'm just so encouraged that I could speak them to you. If you found this helpful in any way, please share it with two or three of your friends. Get it on out there. Um, I love getting to connect with you. Hop on to iTunes, or um, I'm actually all over all over the place on all different um, podcasts venues and uh, like me on there and insert a comment. I'd love to hear what you think about about this story and what you have done to overcome traumatic or emotional situations. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.